Wednesday. Praise Our Jesus. last day of the week. It's been such a long week. We are ready to go home. Coming up on today's show, Bob and Larry are racist veggies. This this straw ban straw ban nonsense is bunk and navigating the holidays when you're hurting. But first, it is December thirteenth, and that means we've got some holidays to celebrate today. I feel like you picked these four holidays, at least three of the four, specifically for me, because you are that good of a friend and you know me that well. Yep. Okay. That's what happened. Yep. 100%. Number one is National... Nope, it's not. It's just Ice Cream Day. I was going to say National, but it's not National. It is merely Ice Cream Day. Okay, so when there's not a qualifier of National or International... Right. What does that mean? I can only assume that it means somebody somewhere said, Hey! It's Ice Cream Day. It's Ice Cream Day. And they have a significant enough following that... It got put on a list. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like we could come up with a holiday and have a significant enough following that it gets put on the list. <clears throat> I bet there's not a back row day. We need to come up with a back row day. We should, but we got it's got to have, like, purpose and meaning mm-hmm. behind it. There's got to be a significance to it. Mm-hmm. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Okay. Uh, I love, I love ice cream, though. Look, I can't have a whole lot of it because apparently I'm <laughs> lactose intolerant. <laughs> I can't believe. I still can't believe it. We were talking about that earlier this week, that pepper sipper challenge. Uh-huh, yeah. How you were throwing up because of all the peppers. Nope. It was the milk. My dear sweet mom. <laughs> Megan Christine, you were not throwing up because of the peppers. You're throwing up because you're lactose intolerant. Yeah, oh, do yeah. <laughs> and she's watching me chug the milk and eat ice spoonful Mom, after spoonful. Mom, of ice what are you cream. doing? What are you doing to yourself? Have you forgotten? That was such a big relief to me because I felt so bad. But I came up with the for the very first challenge, and it made you vomit. But, and I didn't even feel bad about vomiting. Yeah, I vomited. Okay. I would have. Had the roles to... been reversed, I'd have been mad at you. What? That's so mean. <laughs> and I'm just like, eh, it's all for the sake of fun. <laughs> we see who the better friend is. Okay, it's also National Cocoa Day. I feel like I'm not a huge fan of hot cocoa. What? Like I, I can have like I can have one a year and that's fine. I feel like cocoa is racist. I feel like it is only like it it where's the white cocoa? There's no such thing. Exactly. There's white <laughs> chocolate though. No, there's there's white chocolate. There's white chocolate candy bars. There's. It says white chocolate on the candy I bar. Know, I realize not. that it's not really chocolate, but it says white chocolate on the candy bar. Where, where's the white cocoa? Huh? Uh, I'm gonna be offended because I am easily offended because I am still peeved from yesterday. 
Okay, for uh. real though, I'm not offended. <laughs> I just I want to clear the air. <laughs> I'm. It's not racist. Coco's not racist. It's not their fault that it's, it's only one color. <laughs> and uh, this is my least favorite day of the the day. But what? It's not that I don't like it. It's just my least favorite day. Oh. It is National Day of the Horse. National Day of the Horse. Horses. Why is it scare me? National Day of encourages people of the United States to be mindful of the contribution of horses to the economy, history, and character of the United States. <coughs> horses scare you? Yeah, they do. Why do they scare you? Because they kick. Oh. And they, like, they'll throw people off. Yeah, but you got to kind of kick them off for them to do I that. I have a... No, not true. In not most true cases. Not true at all. I have, like, a love-hate relationship with the idea of a horse. Like, I really want to ride a horse. I've never ridden a horse. You've never ridden a horse? No. Oh. I've never ridden a horse. I really want to ride a horse, but the thought absolutely terrifies me. Because if anyone's going to get thrown and suffer brain damage, it's going to be me. <laughs> um, there's, you know, I, I took horseback riding lessons when I was a kid, which we've talked about recently, I think. Right? Maybe. Was it it sounds you? vaguely familiar. Because I was mad because I was in a competition? No. I didn't tell you that. Nope, was, it wasn't me. You have other friends besides I me. Yes, um, yeah. I did horseback riding lessons for like two years when I was a kid. And at the end of that second year, there was this uh, competition we were having, and uh, one of them was a timed lap thing where you're galloping on the horse. Well, my stupid horse decides right in the middle of my timed event to stop, take a dump, and they don't let you take it again because the horse does that. So I got last place, even though I was one of the best riders in my group. And so the fact that they didn't let me do that again, because my dumb horse had to take a, a potty break right in the middle of my run, I quit <laughs> at that point. I'm like, this is dumb. This is I'm stupid. I should have won uh, or at least placed. And this is dumb. I'm in last place because he took a dump. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I, one of the coolest moments of my life, uh, not, okay, not coolest moments of my life, but one of the most, one of the moments where I felt the most cool, let's put it that way. Okay. One of the moments that I felt the most cool was when we went to a summer camp, uh, when I was a teenager and they had horseback riding as one of the things you could do, one of the bonus things you could pay uh -huh. for to do. Uh -huh. And so we had all this group come, <clears throat> a bunch of bunch of us and uh there was only two of us there that had ever ridden a horse before and you know we got to get the big experience horses and go up front and do all these cool things and lead all the group of people that have never been on horses before i felt really cool uh my my girlfriend my wife my girlfriend at the time did not like that because she'd never been on a horse before and the other person that had been was her best friend tamra and so me and Tamara were the ones riding together and leading the group. <laughs> and she was behind the pack on this really <laughs> slow horse. <laughs> Poor Daedra. Uh, and so, of course, once it was over, I felt bad because she voiced these uh, unsatisfactory uh, feelings. <laughs> like, I wish she would have ridden with me. Though. That's... Anyway. 
I like horses. <laughs> All I have to say, I like horses. <laughs> okay. I would have, I don't. I really don't remember you ever telling me that you took horseback riding lessons. At all? I really don't. Really? I know I've talked about it on the podcast, but maybe there were just episodes you weren't there for. I guess so. Must have been early on or something. <coughs> I don't know. Um, and lastly, National Violin Day. Okay, do you like Violin Day? Um, yeah. Or do you play the violin? I used to. Really? Mm-hmm. See, I didn't know that. Yeah. I haven't played in... 15 years oh wow not like seriously played but the boys took violin lessons four years ago five years ago and i tried to use their violin but it was a tiny little violin so i'm like <laughs> the world's quite. tiniest violin yeah can't playing quite the do world's it saddest song. but if i could have an actual violin that's sized for me and pick it up again and start playing it i would yeah. mm-hmm. i I love the violin. That is one thing <clears throat> that I've always wanted to be able to do, and I just can't. Not necessarily violin, but just playing an instrument at all. Yeah. I've always wanted to play the guitar because I'm one of those people that doesn't need to write down a song to create it. Yeah. Like I, when I've when I've made music, I've often just created the the way the music's gonna go along with the lyrics as i write them Mm -hmm. and so and i had a friend that could pick up where i was singing i could just sing it the way i wanted it to sound and he could make the guitar part to go along with it yeah and that's how we worked and worked really well um but and i've always wanted to do that but i couldn't ever get myself to do the guitar to get it correct Mm -hmm. i owned a nice guitar in fact, he gave me a guitar because he had bought an, a better one and he gave me his other one, which was still really nice. Yeah. And uh, so it came, I had this thing for for several years when I was in high school, I tried it a few times, had a couple videos, had a learn guitar book thing. I still couldn't get it. Um, so college rolled around and my college plan required I take a music credit thing. And I'm like... There's a guitar class, guitar for beginners, right here. I'm going to take this class. So I get it. <clears throat> I get my guitar. I'm going. I'm outside the classroom like half an hour early. I'm excited. I'm like, I'm going to get my guitar and tune before the class starts. Mm-hmm. So I get my little tuner out, and I'm tuning, and I'm twisting a little thing. And bling, and still off. Twist a little more. Bling, still off. Twist a little more. Cling, still off. Twist a little more. Bang! Yep. I'm like, oh, I was twisting the wrong way. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm cut out for this. And I <laughs> left and I quit the class. Matt. I'm about to say something and it might sound kind of harsh. No, no, it's absolutely true, I'm sure. Go ahead. You're a quitter. Absolutely. If I'm not, if I am not at least basically good at something as soon as I start trying it. I quit. That's canon. <laughs> That's canon to a T. And it drives me crazy. Crazy. Yep. On the same way like on video games or anything else. If anything's like this, is not how I know how to play video games. Forget it. I'm never going to learn this game. Quitter. Tried play, I tried playing Fortnite for the first time a while back. I'm like, I don't understand what's happening. Mario Kart. Where's Mario Kart? <laughs> I know how to play Mario Kart. 
You are missing out on so much that life has to offer. I know. Because you're not a Twitter pants. It's not a good personality trait, I admit. That, uh. okay. We're about to come into a new year. Start over uh, with the blue chip. I'm already 33. I don't no, think it's Matt, for... that is not the mentality to have. That is not the mentality to have. No, I'm sorry. Nope. I tell myself all the time I'm only a third of my, my a third of the way through my life because I'm living until I'm at least 99. See, years that's old. you. I'm about halfway through my life. So, <laughs> even though we're the same age. Our lifespans are going to be much different. Today's show is brought to you by Please Don't Side Hug Me, the best of Backrow Baptist. We took every tweet, joke, one-liner, and blog from Backrow Baptist, picked roughly 3,000 of the best ones, and compiled them into one amazing and hilarious volume of jokes about church life and Christian culture. And it's still marked down for the holidays at just $10.99 on Amazon. Uh, If you're one of the weirdies that like your uh, books more electrified, uh, you can buy one of those, too, for seven ninety nine. But for you normal folk, the, bo- the book is the way to go. Order today, and you can still get it before Christmas rolls around. Quote, unquote. No, I'm so disappointed in you. <laughs> but I just can't get past it. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> Revive Our Hearts reminds us that I have, you- Hold on. I have so many flaws. This is really the least offensive of <laughs> but here's the thing because there's a lot of things i am good at that i do sure but how many more things could you possibly be great at and you are cutting yourself short i just want you to know like obviously i'm a true friend i appreciate it you're willing to stab me in the face and not the back i appreciate that but at the same time because i know you could be great at things matt and you're just hey, a punk, and you want to quit. On. Now, hold on. <laughs> you you have encouraged me to do something that I've never successfully done, mm-hmm. and I am earnestly trying to do it, and that is write a fiction book, mm-hmm. fictional story. Which you already have quite a few chapters done, and they're amazing. The only reason I'm really encouraging you to do it is so I can see how the story <laughs> I ends. I want to know where you're going with this. <laughs> Um, it's for my benefit just as much as yours. No, I am I am pretty excited about it. I really am. Because I had told you that I had the outline all written out. Uh-huh. But I realized uh, after I had looked everything up that, that I had finished. I lied. Finished. <laughs> well, no, it was, it was almost done, but oh. it wasn't completely done. And so I finished the outline. I'm like, oh, this is so good. I have to put this down. See? So, but I am going so slow. <laughs> Every time I sit down to write, which is probably four times a week, I'm getting... Couple inches on the paper. <laughs> hey, like, but that's progress. I know, but I'm just like at this rate, it's going to be another year before I even have my first draft done. That's okay, though. <clears throat> yeah, no, it's not bad. It'll get done at least. So I'm doing something. Allow me to do one thing at a time, eh? Yeah. Just accept. Listen, what I need for you to do right now is just accept that being a quitter is a character default. No, that I you have. completely yes. And. Like, Absolutely. I want you to get your blue chip for that. No. <laughs> not, I have no plans on correcting that. So Matt! No. <laughs> nope, I'm just going to be a quitter. It is a character flaw I am comfortable with. <laughs> all right. So when you start to see your boys doing the same thing at something that you know they could be really good at, but they're just too afraid to stick it out through the end, I'm going to say. Gonna be like, Crap. No, I'm going to say, well, you know, 
You know yourself. If you don't want to do it, don't throw things at me. No, you're not. I mean, the truth is, if you'd have tried, you probably would have failed. So, <laughs> well, I'm not supposed to say that to my own child. Okay. <coughs> Quote, unquote, revive our hearts, (laughs) tells us you can't have the peace of God in your heart if the Prince of Peace isn't ruling in your life. Chuck Swindoll says God doesn't wake up when our alarm goes off or go to bed when we're tired. He's God. Revive our hearts again, (laughs) tells us if your heart is fretting and fearful and frustrated, turn to the Prince of Peace. Hey, we had this one already. Yeah, we did. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. It's not my fault. Matt, it is kind of your fault we have the next one we've too. also already <laughs> had the next one. And the next one. No, we haven't had that one. We didn't have that one? Nope. All right. Well, one more then. You can read it because I just... Na- Nancy DeMoss Wolgamuth said, We need to be careful to counsel our own hearts when God's timing is not our timing and his ways are not our ways. <clears throat> I don't know what happened there. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Onion or not onion? I'm ready. All righty. <laughs> <laughs> I've got two stories here. One of them's real, one of them's fake. You got to tell me which one's real. If one of the stories has anything to do with you seeing something through to the end, I'll know that's the fake one. <laughs> All right, then. That's the way we're going to be on this Thursday. I see. <laughs> You're very proud of yourself over there. Well, you missed you missed shame mo day on Tuesday. Yeah, so now it's you missed shame that day on Thursday. Opportunity. So, <laughs> oh. All right, two headlines. Which one's a fake one? Okay. <laughs> Teacher for the deaf explains to first graders that farts make noise, or study average man thinks of Santa every seven seconds. Huh. I am going with, see, I know that there's a meme about the whole fart thing. And I, okay, I'm going with Santa. No, come on. Really? You just said there was a meme about it. There was, but I really didn't think somebody was going to make a meme out of a real news story. (coughs) No. Uh, Teacher for the deaf was forced to break it to her hearing impaired students That people can hear them fart after a six-year-old loudly passed gas in class. Anna Trupiano revealed in a hilarious Facebook post the moment she explained that farts were audible to her stunned deaf first graders. Trupiano teaches first grade at Kindle uh, Demonstration Elementary School in Washington, D.C., which serves deaf, hard of hearing, and blind students. She explained that the subject arose in class after a six-year-old deaf student passed gas so loudly uh, in the class that uh, the hearing, the, the just hard of hearing peers uh, heard it and began to laugh. Uh, the child, confused by the laughter, was then taught over a 15-minute impromptu lesson that farts make noise. Trumpiano's Facebook post, which has now garnered nearly 21,000 likes, begins, Today in first grade, one of my deaf students farted loudly in class, and the other students turned to look at them. The following is a snippet of a 15-minute conversation that happened entirely in American Sign Language among the group of deaf students and I. Trubiano uh, then documents part of the exchange between her and her students as the youngsters are both horrified and intrigued at the stunning realization. So this is probably the meme you were talking about, right? Yeah. This Facebook post? Yep. <coughs> it goes, Kid 1, why are they looking at me? 
me because they heard you fart. What do you mean? (laughs) Hearing people can hear farts. Totally horrified. Wait, they can hear all farts? Well, no, not all farts, but some of them, yes. How do you know which farts they can hear and which farts they can't? Hmm. You know how sometimes you can feel your butt move when you fart? A lot of those they can hear. But if your butt doesn't move, it's more likely they didn't hear it. Tell them to stop listening to my farts. That is not nice. (laughs) Hearing kids can't stop hearing farts. It just happens. I like the way she worded that. Hearing kids can't stop hearing farts. I just can't stop hearing farts. Everywhere I go, I hear farts. Farts here, farts there. All the time, hearing farts. (laughs) Well, I will just stop farting then. Everyone farts. It's healthy. You can't stop. Wait, everyone? Even my mom? Yep. (laughs) My dad? Yep. You? Yep. (laughs) So you can hear and smell all the farts? Some of the farts, yes. Not all of them. Can hearing people see farts? Yeah. Another kid says, green smoke comes out of their butt. I saw it on TV. That doesn't happen in real life. What? Ugh, I don't understand farts. She ended by saying, I went to college for eight years to have these conversations. (laughs) (laughs) I think that is just fantastic. Yes. It's Throwback Thursday. We are playing nothing but classic Christian rock, rap, and what have you from 95 to 2005. When we come back, navigating the holidays while hurting. Stick around. Welcome back. Hour two. Here we go. I can't stop laughing. Me and you. <laughs> and Mo. Uh, On the show. <laughs> Up the back row. Today's show is sponsored by Please Don't Side Hug Me, the best of back row Baptist. Over 3,000 hilarious jokes, tweets, and one-liners. All in one perfectly sized book. It includes sections such as these. Elderly Deacon Pickup Lines. The 12 Days of Back Row Christmas. Christian Movies in Reverse. Christianese Translations. And dozens more. Pick it up on Amazon for ten ninety nine by this week, and it's still gonna make it in time for Christmas. 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 I'm getting back row for Christmas. <laughs> Mommy <coughs> and Daddy are mad. <laughs> oh, Mo. Nope, not today. I'm putting the quarter in. Mm-mm. I want you to vend me five random facts, please. Not happening. You know why? Why? Because I'm a quitter. Because until you still, decide still beating to not this drum on something, I'm going to quit on everything. It's been almost an hour. She's still beating the drum. Hey, you know what? <coughs> Whatever I got to do to encourage you and hold you accountable. You ride a horse, I'll do anything you want, Mo. <laughs> <laughs> Challenge accepted. Oh, hold on. Can I make a call? Can I? Seriously. Make a call to who? Nope. It don't matter to who. Can I make a call? No. I'm making a call. 
I'm making a call. I hope she answers. <laughs> Who are you calling? None of your business. <laughs> None of Why is she not in my phone? Uh-oh. I know she's a contact. <coughs> oh, it's because I'm looking in the wrong spot. Hold on. This is fascinating radio. You know what? <laughs> Listen here now. There we go. Let's see if she answers. Making a call. Ooh, to whom? None of your business. <laughs> is it on speaker? It's on speaker. All right. Hopefully she answers. <laughs> I don't She's know not going to answer. I don't know what's happening. <sighs> answer the phone. Answer the phone. Answer the phone. Answer the phone. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. How are you? Alright, how are you? I'm good. So I have to tell you something. You are currently on the morning show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so say hi to Matt and say hi to our listeners. Hi Matt. Hi listeners. <laughs> In- introduce yourself because Matt has no idea who he's talking to right now. I'm Maddie. I'm Megan's friend. Mo's friend. Sorry. <laughs> so it's our friend Maddie. Yeah, Maddie. Hi, Maddie. From BRBC. Okay. <coughs> um. So Maddie, we were talking in the last hour about horses. Okay, because it's okay. National Horse Day, Horse Appreciation Day, and I told Matt that I have a fear of horses. That I really would love to ride a horse, but I'm terrified of horses. Okay, so this led to a really long discussion about how Matt is a quitter and he never sees anything through to the end. And he just challenged me with, if I ride a horse, he will do anything that I ask. Do you Uh, see where you come into play here? Yes. (laughs) Do you think, Maddie, that at some point in the near future, we can set it up to where I can ride your horse so that I can make Matt do anything (laughs) that I want him to? That sounds like an excellent plan. Yes! <laughs> I didn't sign any contract or nothing. So It is on the morning so... show. Our listeners have all heard it. All right, Maddie. I love you and thank you. All right. Love you. All right. Bye. Bye. <coughs> ha, 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 ha. Watch what you say because you're going to eat your words now. That horse kicks you. <laughs> And I know exactly what I'm going to ask you to do. What? What? <laughs> nope. Come You're on. You're just going to know. This is nonsense. <laughs> All right. Who's ready for the random facts? Goodness gracious. Number one. Four minute detour. <laughs> hey. <coughs> you set yourself up for that one. <laughs> and we were both like, we were both falling asleep. We're both tired. <laughs> we're all awake now. Yeah, we're... <laughs> Everybody's awake now. (laughs) Number one, mosquitoes are weak flyers that can only reach speeds of about one mile per hour. So the breeze from a small electric fan is enough to keep them away. We've heard this. That's right. We have the idea of surrounding ourselves with fans pointing outward. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be fine. To keep them away. (coughs) 
Well, just in case anybody else never heard it. Yeah. There you go. There, there's your fact. Uh, number two, Bill Gates invested $150 million in Apple to save it from going bankrupt in 1997. Wow. That just proves that you have to spend money to make money. Yep. That's a big price tag, though. Uh, frozen yogurt is not regulated by the FDA, and it legally may or may not contain live cultures. Uh, so frozen yogurt being the ice cream version uh-huh. of actual yogurt, which uh-huh. most yogurt we expect to have live cultures uh-huh. in it. But frozen yogurt, I would expect it to not have live cultures in it. Because, uh, Like, I don't want live cultures in my frozen yogurt. I don't know that I can eat frozen yogurt anymore. That kind of freaks me out. <laughs> okay. Uh, number four, a man blew a small hole in his throat by holding his nose, closing his, and closing his mouth while sneezing. He Uh was hospitalized for two weeks. Doctors suggest that you should always let a sneeze rip. That's terrifying. I have a really bad habit of pinching my nose when I sneeze. You know what I do when I'm going to sneeze? I do the old cartoon thing where I put my finger up to my, the bridge of my nose down there. Does it work? Yeah, like, most of the time. You from sneezing? You got to put real pressure right there on the bone. That kind of hurts. And ha- yeah, but I mean, when you're trying to get away from a sneeze, you'll do what you got to do. Uh-uh. <coughs> it usually works. I'm going to inflict pain on myself. <laughs> All right, lastly, a retired man robbed a bank and waited for police using a note saying he'd rather be in jail than with his wife. <laughs> he was sentenced to home confinement. <laughs> Yes. Oh, it sounds like I a bad pun. That. I love that. I <laughs> like I wish that more schools would get behind this idea because like I've never understood why you suspend a kid for skipping school. Right. Yeah. Like you're just giving them what they want. <coughs> they skip well, school cuz they don't want to be there. Do they do <clears throat> out of school suspensions for skipping school in our because I, I know we have in-school suspension. Yeah, I don't know. Where they forced forced the kids to stay in this portable One room. and you have to do all your homework. and Which really, it's like, it's not even that big of a deal because, let's be honest, the ISS teacher is always terrified of the kids that are in ISS because it's only the bad kids that are in ah, ISS. And so the ISS teacher just lets them get away with anything because the ISS teacher is afraid to discipline them. Wow. The one time I was in ISS, that was not the case. No? I'm going to have to tell you that story. I don't know if I've ever told you the story about how I got put in ISS and how waiting for me was not homework, but two boxes of Girl Scout cookies. Okay. It's a good story. But we'll save that for the future. Save that for... <coughs> not when I have I get to make you do whatever I want you to do. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> Artist updates, casting crowns Juan de Vivo on just how long he's been married. He said, uh, we've been married, whatever anniversary it is, where you notice that the prices are lower as you drive by a gas station, and it's the most exciting moment as a couple you've shared all week. We're right there with them. We are right there with them. (laughs) It's below 2.30. What? Do you know... Where you going to? I was trying to think exactly which state it was. I'm almost 100% certain that it was Oklahoma. 170. Mm. Nice. Yeah. 
Frankly, if it's under three bucks, I'm happy. A dollar seventy though. Chris and I yeah. were both like, when was the last time that you've right. seen it below yeah, two dollars? And that's significantly below two dollars. Well, I remember it being like a buck twenty five when I started driving. Yeah. And then it was like two years later, it was four dollars. Yeah. And then we were told it was gonna be that way forever and it was only gonna get higher. Yeah. And so I was like, This sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it did stay that way up through college. Yeah. And then one day it's like What? It's below four. It's below three. It's funny because it's like that. It is like the best news. Did you see that the gas at at the one and Chris will come (coughs) home and tell me the gas, the all slips by the base is always more expensive than the one in town. Never fill up over there by the base. Always. Okay. (laughs) That is our topic of conversation, at least on a weekly basis. Uh, Johnny Diaz was treading lightly this week. He posted, I had to explain to my wife what mansplaining was. It felt like a trap. <laughs> Do you, you want to know? explain to me what mansplaining is? Do you not know is? what mansplaining no is? No idea. It's when a man explains something condescendingly to a woman. <laughs> it's mansplaining. So, am I supposed to be okay with mansplaining? No, you're Is supposed that... to be offended. Okay. That I, I'm like, ah, stupid woman doesn't even know what this is. Well, here it is, sweetheart. That's mansplaining. At least that's the stereotypical what they think we're saying kind of thing. So, I understand now why it feels like a trap. Cause... Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Different from manspreading. You know what manspreading is? No. It's where you're on a bus or a subway or whatever, and you're taking up more room than a woman would take up because your legs have to be spread apart. Women are mad about that, not realizing we have two organs down there (laughs) that don't like being squished to the point where it will incapacitate us. Sounds like a personal problem. Even slightly. Sorry for you. (laughs) Move your legs. Yeah, someone, uh, what was it? Someone did a, a thing to try and help women understand it. And they, you know, you can't fully do that because, again, we have organs that get squished and it hurts like death when that happens. But at least for the comfort aspect, what they did is they made women wear like a jock strap with a softball tucked into it. Okay. And then told them to sit with their legs closed. And, all of them were like, oh, if it even feels remotely like this, I completely understand why they want to spread their legs. Yeah. I'm <laughs> like, it's not a, but they think that it's, it's the man's uh, idea that, you know, they deserve all this extra space that they're spreading to show dominance over the women. <laughs> Uh, I've this, never this once the, thought this that. the world we live in right now. Folks. I can't. Why? <laughs> Why? You know, the two weeks that I was gone, I wasn't ever really like. I wasn't like, angry at all. Everything was, everything was nice. Well, we have talked a lot more this week about uh, these kind of weird millennial snowflake type uh, situations than we typically do. 
There's usually just like one story a week, but I feel like we've had four or five <laughs> this week that are just making you upset. And we got one to come. Great, <laughs> great. It's going to be a great day. I just got to keep holding on to the fact that I get to ride a horse later and you have to do whatever I want you to. Uh, 10th Avenue North is getting some high praise for their deck. Decade the Halls Christmas Concert Tour. That's hard to say. <coughs> yes. Uh, the band shared the thoughts of one fan. The greatest concert I've ever seen in my whole life. The band went on to admit that the source of that quote was frontman Mike Donahue's grandma. <laughs> Have you heard that album? No. What they did was that they they did, you know, basically ten covers. I think maybe one of them was not a cover. But they took... A different decade of time, and the cover was made in the style of that decade. Cool. It's like the oldest one even kind of sounds like AM radio, you know, slightly muffled and scratchy. And, you know, others sound kind of swinging, and, others, and the last one sounds futuristic and has auto-tune and junk in it. This is really neat. It's a really cool concept album. And a lot of the songs made their way to the... Back for Radio Christmas Mix. Yo. Did they? Mm-hmm. That's exciting. I'm going to have to actually listen to the album because that sounds really good. <coughs> it is good, yeah. And it, I believe it's a volume one, which means that they might be doing another one soon. That'd be neat. But yeah, that's cool. All right. We have got a top list. Top list Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is from Facts and Trends, which we get a lot of our top list from because it's awesome. <coughs> this is an article by Laura... Petherbridge. It's 12 tips for navigating the holidays while hurting. So there's 12 of them, so we're going to try and go through them relatively quickly. <clears throat> Number one, prepare. Uh, the ambush of emotions can attack at any time, and therefore the wisest response is to be prepared beforehand. Pinpointed time, you believe, may be particularly difficult, such as Christmas morning uh, or a meal. Uh, that's typically special. Uh, it says Thanksgiving, but we've already passed Thanksgiving. But, you know, Christmas meal or Christmas Eve dinner. Uh, then determine a plan beforehand. Have the phone number of your counselor or church or a close friend or hotline already programmed into your phone. Plan to call someone if negative thoughts become intense. So you got a support group that specializes in your loss uh, or issue. Many of them have events targeted to ease the pain during the holidays. Like, that's one thing. Celebrate recovery prides itself on is that we meet every mm-hmm. single week even if the holiday falls on that day we're gonna meet yep every you know? thanksgiving every thanksgiving because we do thursdays so every thanksgiving we meet this was the biggest thursday we've had really we had a lot of people biggest thanksgiving or yeah biggest... thanksgiving i'm okay. sorry biggest thanksgiving we've had <sighs> i want to say we had 37 ish people wow yeah i had just enough snacks <laughs> do you remember our christmas last year was it Christmas or Thanksgiving? No, or Christmas. Maybe. I don't remember if it was Thanksgiving. I thought it was Christmas. What did we do? We watched a movie. It was Thanksgiving. Was it Thanksgiving? Okay. If it falls on Christmas, well, no, I guess maybe it might have been. It could have been Christmas. If it's Christmas Eve, we usually just combine it with our Christmas Eve service at our church. Yeah. <coughs> but no, I'm pretty sure it was Thanksgiving. Okay. I thought it was pretty big last year then. It was. That was the biggest one before this year. Yeah. Last year, I think we had almost 30, uh, or around 30. 
Yeah, people just kept showing up. I was excited. Even people that I didn't expect to show up. A lot of people. Yeah. Uh, So number two, accept your reality. The difficulty of this time of year may be uh, a reminder of your loss. Remember that it is a season and it will pass. Don't feel guilty if your goal for the holidays is just to get through it. Uh, Socialize. Don't hibernate. Uh, insecure feelings may tempt you to isolate, but force yourself to go out, even if it's only for a short time. We were made for community, and community makes us better. <clears throat> Lower your expectations. Movies and songs often paint a very unrealistic picture of the holidays. Most people don't have a Norman Rockwell family, and that's okay. Um, I applaud Reliant K for their Christmas album, which is Let It Snow, Baby, Let It Rain, Dear. Um <laughs> that's a pretty cute name yeah it's uh they have a couple songs on there that are specific about trying to break those unrealistic pictures of the holidays mm-hmm. for people that have it rough one of them is called uh merry christmas here's to many more which is talking about uh looking where i was before and looking where i'm at now um and then there's one called i hate christmas parties which is just kind of a person in a depressive funk for one reason or another, mm. trying to still put on a happy face, you know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but you know, I applaud them for their realistic take on a lot of things, which is mixed in with their goofy renditions of uh, "I'm getting nothing for Christmas" and the Twelve Days of Christmas. Oh my gosh, have you seen the 179 Days of Christmas? No. It is a song. Just in the style of the 12 Days of Christmas, but it goes all the way up through 179. Does it feel like the song that never ends? It is nine hours long. No. Yes. Why? <laughs> Why does anyone do that? I just don't understand. Uh, yeah. It's not entirely appropriate. It's not awful, but it's not entirely appropriate. But John and I... So it's not on the show? John, No, yeah. But John Berge right. and I did go all the way, at least did the last thing and heard the entire... All 179 things they did. Uh, some of them are just... I, I'm i sitting there listening thinking, how do you even come up with 179 different things? Right. Like, I couldn't sit here and think of 179 different things. That's funny. Uh, anyway. Don't medicate with the wrong things. A common tendency is to seek to dull the pain with drugs and alcohol. Numbing emotional distress with chemicals often creates more depression and anxiety. Plus, you may do something you'll regret. Absolutely the case. Avoid all that. <sighs> Give yourself permission to pass on painful traditions. If old ornaments or trimmings cause too much pain, then don't hang them. Put them aside for another time, another year. Avoid fragrances, music, or locations that may trigger sadness. <coughs> Pardon me. Uh, get moving. Take care of your physical well-being. Healthy foods will give you strength. Fattening foods and sugar can make you sluggish and even worsen your depression. Exercise produces natural stress reducers. And that's the case. I've struggled with depression a lot of my life. Uh, Not so much in the last few years, thank the Lord. But I do know that when I was being faithful to exercise on a more regular basis, I felt a lot better about myself and my circumstances. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, shop online. Going to the mall can be stressful, but watch for overspending as it may be a negative coping mechanism with disastrous results. I didn't realize I had this problem until I started collecting those pop figurines. Yeah. 
I did not really realize that I had the problem of spending as a coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. But uh, a couple very bad decisions of spending money that we didn't have to buy uh, expensive pop figures made me realize I think I have a problem. Yeah. <clears throat> Which I have cut down a lot. I think uh, I think this entire year I've bought maybe 15. Hey, that's pretty good. Yeah, when it would be like 100 yeah. in years past. Yeah, so... Uh, if weather permits, get outside. Get some sunshine. Winter can take its toll on our emotions due to the loss of sun we experience. Not here in New Mexico. Uh, try taking a walk during lunch. Set boundaries. Precisely explain to your family and friends what you are capable of doing this year and what you just aren't. Don't let others guilt you into taking on more than you can handle. Emphasize, empathize, sorry, empathize with others. People who have never suffered loss may not understand your pain during the holidays. In particular, if your loss isn't obvious, such as the death of a loved one, you may need to explain why you are struggling. And lastly, be creative. Do something completely different this year. Visit a friend, take a cruise, go on, go to the mountains or to the beach, go skiing or hiking. Find someone else who may be struggling this year and make plans. Hmm. <clears throat> I like that. Mm-hmm. That's like a good one. That. Very good list. Yep. Overall. All all told. All right. Well, let's throw back Thursday. We have got nothing but the classic hits from 95 to uh, 2005. <laughs> uh, from all genres. Even some Christmas music. There's one song. One song I snuck in in the Christmas music block that predates 95. And it was DC Talk's. Yo ho ho from nineteen ninety. Jeez, Matt. <laughs> Just because it's so corny, it had to be in there. Have you ever I heard hear that one? Yo ho ho and think like uh <laughs> uh Captain Hook. <laughs> yeah, that is yeah. Have you ever heard the actual song? Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> it's great. Not that I remember. Yo, how, how, yo, yo, how, how. It sounds very oh. 90s. It's fantastic. I'll have to listen to uh, it. But to think that I was only five in 1990. <coughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. That was my monster energy drink right there, keeping me awake. <laughs> Ultra Sunrise Zero Sugar. Drinking it from a straw, people. From That's a the only straw. way I can do it. I have to drink it from a straw, or I wind up drinking it over the course of three hours, and it does me no good. A disposable straw. That's right. One that you're going to throw away and not reuse. That's right. And we're going to talk about that in the next hour, so stick around. This last hour of Thursday and last hour of our show for this week. (laughs) Act like you don't want to be here, Mo. Goodness. (laughs) Hemingway, C.S. Lewis, J.R.R. Tolkien, Donald Trump, Snooky, Back Row Baptist. We all have something in common. Mm -hmm. We've written a book. 
not together, but <laughs> separately. But the only one that really matters this Christmas season is Please Don't Side Hug Me, the best of Backrow Baptists. Church life and Christian culture is brought to this world of literature in the funniest way possible. Pick up your copy from Amazon today for just ten ninety nine. Order it this week, and it'll still arrive before Christmas. In fact, I think if you order it all the way up through next Tuesday or Wednesday, it should still arrive. Uh, it'll tell you, though. I mean, it'll say it arrives before Christmas. That's what I like about Amazon. You know, when you look at a thing last minute, and it has that little warning, will arrive before Christmas or won't arrive before Christmas. Yeah. It's helpful. Here's the news, y'all. A New Jersey couple said city officials told them that they would be charged $50,000 for continuing their 15-year tradition of an extravagant Christmas light display at their house. Tom and Chris Apruzzi said that they spend three months each year meticulously setting up more than 300,000 lights decorating their old bridge home for the holidays. But officials are now trying to charge them $50,000 to continue their tradition. The couple said that they were told the cost, which amounts to $2,000 per day that the lights would be illuminated, would go towards police security and bus transportation to reduce the traffic that the light show brings each year to that area. The Apruzzi said that they're trying to crowdfund to cover the cost, but they are planning to start the light show on schedule whether or not they meet their goal. <clears throat> so at first that made me mad, but then thinking about it, and if it is this giant grand spectacle and it is causing this much traffic congestion, maybe. I don't know if it should be $50,000. Yeah, I just feel like this is taking a civil right away, a human right away. I mean, they they have the right to decorate their house how they want. But if it's causing a public spectacle, then maybe the public a... shouldn't be so dumb. <laughs> Can't be your answer to everything, Mo. People no, are dumb. It can be. It can be. It, that is now a challenge I've accepted. <laughs> Don't be dumb. Uh... The most influential movie has officially been named. Researchers at the University of Turin in Italy have given the title to Wizard to the Wizard of Oz. After studying more than 47,000 movies, according to Yahoo, the movie was crowned the winner after findings showed it has the most references made to it in other movies, the most spin-offs, and according to the study, Oz beat Star Wars and Psycho which came in second and third, as well as fourth and fifth place finishers, King Kong and 2001 A Space Odyssey. So Wizard of Oz has the most last, has left the, the biggest impression on the rest of movie culture and entertainment culture. I can't think of another movie that <coughs> references the Wizard of Oz in it. With uh, Wicked Witch references, with uh, there's no place like home references. I feel like I hear them all the time. Really? Yeah. Even today. Even in TV shows and stuff like that today. Follow the Yellow Brick Road. Only in the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Erware. Erware, man. I disagree. 
Well, you haven't studied more than 47,000 movies. Now, You're have exactly you? Exactly right. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. Uh, but guess what, Matt? What? I disagree, but I'm not going to make a big stink about it. I'm just going to say, Who are? I disagree. <laughs> All right. So, straws. There's been a big push about eliminating plastic straws. Because somehow this is going to save our environment. This is something else that I disagree with. <coughs> well, that's good because it is bunk. Good. <laughs> uh, it's based on bad statistics, lies, and a whole lot of deflection. Basically, the the number being batted about is that we are killing the planet... Because we are trashing 500 million straws a day. 500 million. Where do we get that figure? Well, it turns out it comes from a telephone survey conducted by a nine-year-old in 2011. We don't know how many companies they called or what methodology they used to calculate this figure. But that hasn't stopped everyone from CNN to the Washington Post to National Geographic from citing it. Now, our best guesstimate for how many straws we use is roughly 175 million a day. Just over a third of the figure that everyone's touting. But that's still not great, sure. But the fact that we don't have any solid numbers in this debate highlights how crazy it is to place the entire... blame on drinking straws rather than industrial plastics or other objectively worse trends in pollution. When several marine experts were surveyed on what they consider to be the most prevalent forms of uh, ocean pollution, because that's what this thing is. The thing is the straws get into the ocean, they get sucked into dolphins, blowholes, and whatever, and it's causing all this kind of problems. When uh, they were asked, when marine experts were asked what was the most prevalent form, they cited fishing-related gear, balloons, and plastic bags. Hmm. Some others worried about plastic bottles, but less. The Great Pacific Garbage Patch comprises 46% uh, fishing nets, lots of abandoned crab posts, catch-and-kill over 1.25 million blue crabs every year. We keep pulling half-eaten balloons out of the throats of birds and fish. The number of plastic bottles we use annually has spiked to 300 billion in the last decade, and they're all very real problems with very real facts to back them up, but efforts to mark commercial fishing gear so that it can be tracked back to its owner if it gets lost have stalled. We keep hosting mass balloon releases, and only 10 states have container deposit laws, which can be attributed to lobbying efforts of Big beverage container. Uh, but <laughs> the reality of the situation is that straws just aren't the biggest problem that we have. And yet it's the only thing we're talking about in regards to pollution right now. Straws. Get rid of the plastic straws. Go to paper straws that are of garbage quality. Or go to metal straws that you have to remember to carry around with you throughout the day. <laughs> oh. Even if the worst estimate of the environmental damage done by straws is true, that our coastlines are covered in 8.3 billion of the tiny jerks, 
That only accounts for 0.03% of the more than 8 million tons of plastic garbage that enters the ocean every year. It's also incredibly disturbing that this campaign fails to account for the fact that plastic straws provide a simple, accessible means for many disabled people to drink, such as those who use wheelchairs or live with muscular disorders, and that asking them to remember their own straws or risk not being able to drink at all or deal with straws made of unsuitable materials such as metal or paper seems turdish, to say the least. Uh, I like that point. That may be my favorite point of it all. (laughs) That's the problem, though. It's easier for us to lay the blame on a tiny contributor to pollution, in spite of the objective good they do, than it is to examine our larger habits surrounding single-use plastics or recycling, or even to look at the industries that commit such larger offenses offenses on a daily basis. Uh, Yeah. Good news is, for the future, that our children won't have to watch videos of cutesy dolphins having errant straws being removed from their blowholes. The bad news is, is that not not much else will have changed. <laughs> uh, so yeah, because I, when I first heard the when I first heard that number and all the terrible things straws could do, I considered buying. There's a thing at Walmart, buy four metal straws. I'm yeah. like, I need to get those, I guess. Now I'm like, oh, this ain't nothing. Mm-hmm. This is a nothing burger. This is a nothing, nothing. <laughs> this is it's a moo abso- point. Fruitly. No. <laughs> so, it's a cow's opinion. Like a cow's opinion. It's moo. Just moo. <laughs> <clears throat> well, if that wasn't as ridiculous enough, Mo. Oh, here we go. A whiteness forum denounces the Christian cartoon VeggieTales as racist. Racist. Duh, Matt. You didn't know that? So apparently, the Christian cartoon VeggieTales was teaching children about the Bible and also secretly teaching them to hate people of color. According to the college fix, Cal State San Marcos held a so-called whiteness forum two weeks ago where a variety of topics pertaining to America's systematic racism was discussed. To our event featured more than a dozen poster board projects critiquing various aspects of society and on top of landbassing the NFL and white women for perpetuating racism. The cartoon where talking vegetables perform Bible stories for children somehow found its way into the discussion with speakers alleging it portrays racial stereotypes. Uh, the cartoon VeggieTales is racist because the villains are vegetables of color. female student who worked on the forum told the college fix that the villains in the VeggieTales have ethnic accents, such as Latino, where the heroic characters sound white. When you see, when the kids see a good white character triumph over a bad person of color character, they're taught that white is right and minorities are the source of evil. So, let's you and I examine this. We've seen a lot of VeggieTales, right? Yeah. I've seen every one of them, not counting the garbage Netflix series. Mm-hmm. That's garbage. <coughs> I can count on one finger the number of characters with a Latino accent. Mr. Lunt. I was going to say. Okay. And yes, to be fair, when Mr. Lunt was first introduced to the show, his first few roles were that of a villain or a henchman or something. Yes. 
Name me one other accent that has come that would have been of a person of color. There have been German villain accents. We think German. We think white. Uh There have been the French peas in the bad position before. We think French. We We think think white. white. Mm -hmm. There has been... Paw Grape. Paw Grape. Southern. Old crotchety white man. Yeah. And his first role was that of the villain of the story. Uh, Let's see. I feel like that's all I can think of. Madame Blueberry, mm-hmm. also French. Is that French? I Madame yeah, Blueberry. Was I sad little Betty? French. <laughs> uh, but essentially, the way she talks is that of a white woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the villains that I can think of have normal accents. The biggest villain is that of Nebuchadnezzar. Of that one. Giant cucumber that they didn't even change his name when they made him a normal character. Mm-hmm. He came in, he was supposed to be a one shot villain, so they named him Nebuchadnezzar. Then they kept him in the show as Mr. Nezer. Mm-hmm. And he's still the villain in almost everything he's in. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I've ever seen him in a normal role where there was a villain. Like he wasn't ever in a hero position. Right. And he's clearly a white dude. Kind of sounds like Bill Clinton sometimes. <clears throat> I mean, <laughs> now let's think of all the other accents that were heroes. Number one, Mr. Lunt himself is the hero, in one of the heroes in the Pirates Who Don't Do Anything. Right. He's one of the, the three pirates. Yeah. He is one of the heroes in the League of Incredible Vegetables. He's an actual superhero in that. Uh, so, so literal hero there, superhero. Uh other things that are notable about Mr. Lunt, he is the only non-main character, as in not Bob and Larry, that has his own silly song, which is one of the predominant features of VeggieTales. And it's one of the most popular silly songs out there. His yeah. cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. Love songs with Mr. Lunt. <clears throat> so to say that Mr. Lunt, as the Latino voiced character always falls into the villain role is just wrong. And I'm not even sure it, I'm not even sure it leans more that direction Yeah. than the other. Yeah. So, so the other character that we have, that's only ever been in a good role is Khalil, the clearly Arab character. Yep. Who was in, Who's been featured a few times in little bit parts in the show. But he was in the first big budget movie. As a good guy. Even more so. A better guy than the actual hero of the movie. Jonah. Because Jonah went nuts at the end. And kind of became a jerk. And Khalil had to leave him behind. Because he was too much of a jerk. I vaguely remember that one, but it, I just don't, I have Googled VeggieTales characters. Oh, (coughs) I said Google. Now, as to the point of having uh, a white voice character and the hero role, yes, I get that because they always use Larry. Larry is the, the hero almost always because he's the main character of the show. 
But there have been several shows where Larry and Bob are the bad guys. Not villains, but instead people with messed up morals or messed up Mm -hmm. ideas that have their morality turned around at the end by an outside source. Yeah. Uh, One of the earlier cartoons, Larry the Cucumber played King David in pretty much the one story in the Bible where King David is the most awful person on earth in King George and the Ducky. It basically played out the story of Bathsheba Mm. and Uriah, Mm -hmm. but with a ducky instead of a woman. But still, he essentially gets a dude killed on purpose so he can be selfish. Yeah. He was the bad guy. Like, I feel like it's almost... They're almost going out of their way to not be racist, even though I don't think it was ever on their mind to begin with. Racism with this stuff. But I feel like there are far more examples of it being more inclusive or being more balanced. Now, if we want to say that it leans more sexist because there's only like two females... (laughs) And one of them's a turd and everything she's in. Stupid Laura Carrot, I wish you'd die. (laughs) Uh, Petunia's good. Yeah, you would. Madam Blueberry is also a Oh, Madam Blueberry. Yeah, I forgot that they made her... Something. Well, that's Petunia. Oh, is that Petunia? She played the... That was in the... The show was Sweet Pea Princess or something like that, where she played that. Yeah. Uh, most of the most of the female characters that I remember are usually one offs. Yeah. Like the girl that played Esther. That was all she was in. Yeah. Madame Blueberry was only in Madame Blueberry for a while. But then then started adding her into new things. But yeah. There's a I just I don't find any basis. I have to tell you, I think that the argument in and of itself is racist. And here is my argument. Go for it. (laughs) We obviously have no idea whether or not, let's just say, Bob the Tomato is white or (laughs) African American or Hispanic or German or French. We have no idea other than an accent. And to say that someone who is African-American sounds African-American in the way that they talk is racist. Mm -hmm. That comment in and of itself, (laughs) to say that I can close my eyes and I can hear someone speaking and determine what race they are by their voice, it's a bit racial. Mm-hmm. So I think that their argument is absolutely non-valid. And I think you're, <clears throat> I think you're spot on, except for maybe the one character that I think that they're referencing, Mr. Mr. Lunt. Yeah. Because I mean, it is it is clearly a Hispanic accent, and he is a brown gourd. Yeah. 
Okay, I but, get that. but but his name, Mr. Lunt, yeah. that's not Hispanic. Yeah, that, the name, yeah, itself is if not. If you give me a Mr. Romero, I might be like, okay, that, and he has an accent, and he's a brown gourd, sure. But I can't 100% determine, simply by his accent, that he's Hispanic. Right. I can't. Yeah. And thinking about it more, I think there's only one show that I can recall that he was the actual villain. Yeah. Like he was the henchman a couple times. But I think the only time that he was ever the villain was in Veggies in Space. And he was an alien in that. He wasn't a stand-in for a person. He was a stand-in for an alien. Yeah. So, I don't know. I feel like they watched a, a couple episodes with Mr. Lunt in it and then assumed that that was the same in all 70-whatever DVDs they put out. That's because that's what our society <coughs> has become. <laughs> they watch things. They read things. They do things with the anticipation of being offended. They go into something with... Pre-offended. Uh-huh, pre-offended. <laughs> and then they have to determine exactly how they've been offended. To what degree of offendedness they have been. And then they have an argument. Uh, one of the writers behind VeggieTales has responded to a claim that the popular Christian animation series promotes dangerous racial stereotypes. Uh, Eric Metaxas says, who narrates the show, uh, Metaxas, Metaxas. Anyway, he narrates the show, told PJ Media, all vegetables are part of one race, even though they are of many colors. They are all descended from the same parents, the Adam and Eve of vegetables who foolishly ate a forbidden fruit, irony, and screwed everything up for all vegetables descended from them. At least I'm pretty sure that's the story. (laughs) That's the story I'm sticking with. (sighs) Prove me wrong. That's going to start being like my tagline. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. (laughs) It'd be fun. Yep. Uh, So that's the world. That's all the ridiculous That's stuff. The this, world that this we whole live week, in. This whole week we've been going through all the ridiculous stuff that we missed the two weeks that we were gone. <clears throat> so hopefully you know, next week it'll be a lot more upbeat Christmassy stuff. I like Rob Deerdeck's version of ridiculousness a lot more than I like our version of ridiculousness. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, At least you. with his I get to see like... The after effect of what happens when people are so ridiculous. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's your favorite part. Of it the is. Show. Ask us anything. Are you ready? Yep. What movie always makes you laugh no matter how often you watch it? Oh, man. I feel like there are a lot. Always makes me laugh. Okay. The first one that came to my head was Good Burger. Nickelodeon, Good Burger. Nickelodeon's Good, Good Burger. Burger starring Keenan and Kale. My kids love that movie. It's a good movie. They love it. Reminds me a lot of my childhood. But Kel, Kel Mitchell is just perfect in that role. Reading the document over. I know some of these words. Yeah. I love it. I miss all that. Mm-hmm. That was a good show. Back to 
our childhood. <laughs> I can't think of anything that always makes me laugh. Pretty much any Adam Sandler movie. I am a fan of Adam Sandler and his comedic style, along with other things. Uh, <laughs> what other things? <laughs> Elaborate. Um, I'm trying to remember an Adam Sandler movie that always makes me laugh. Well, yeah. Fifty First Dates always makes me laugh. I yeah. love the dynamic between he, him and Drew Barrymore. I think that they are. They yeah, you know, they do have pretty good chemistry. I'll, uh-huh. I'll admit that. I think that they are pretty. But hilarious. I remember not really caring for that movie. Really? Wedding Singer, I liked. I like Wedding Singer. I also like Big Daddy. That is good. Um, just not pulling one out though that I don't know would Billy guarantee Madison. to make me laugh. <laughs> Happy Gilmore. Stop looking at me, Swan. <laughs> just, that always used to get me. Oh, the okay. Shampoo so I will is say better. The one Adam Sandler movie that I'm not a huge fan of. Oh, what's the name of it? Little Nicky. Thank you. Yeah, one where he's the son of the devil. Yeah, not a huge fan of that one. Although in the end, it like it has a good ending to it. Sure. But. But it just took a lot of garbage to get there. Yeah. P.O.D. had a song on their soundtrack, though. Really? School of Hard Knocks. We are from school. School of Hard Knocks and we're ready to rock. I was in there. Didn't remember that. Bedtime Stories is another good Adam Sandler I haven't one. seen that one. It's a good one. But that's one. the Disney one, right? That was like made by Disney? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a good one. I've seen Grown Ups. Yeah, Grown Ups which is funny. Which is all right. I've seen um, Click. I like Click. I like Click. Click's a, lot. a good one. Click gets me, man. That's the only Adam Sandler movie that I cry at sometimes. Really? And it's specifically the scene where he's the old, the old man, mm-hmm. and he runs out into the parking lot and screaming. Mm-hmm. The music was really good for that scene. They picked the the exact right music yeah. to play, and like the first two or three times I watched that, I had to fight back tears in that scene. I'm like, how am I crying in an Adam Taylor movie? <laughs> he turned pretty serious in his old age. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, but I got to tell you, though, like, I am seriously only thinking Christmas movies right now because we're just in that season. And no matter how many times, how many years, I watch it. Home Alone, one and two, I laugh hysterically. I say every line through both <laughs> movies the entire way through, so much so to where Canon last night was like, shh, be quiet. But it's so good. <laughs> there are just, and then of course, Mila has figured out that there's a Home Alone 3. And Ooh. I think there's a Home Alone 4 as there's well. There's five movies. That's what I thought. <laughs> um, but she's like, can we watch Home Alone 3? No, absolutely not. Home Alone 3 was okay. No. It wasn't bad. The one with the kid, with the car. Yeah, but listen, you cannot... The least that they could have done was made it like... Who was the... Oh, crud. Who's the cousin that he had to sleep upstairs with? That always pees the bed? I know the character you're talking about. I don't know his name. I can't remember his name right now. (coughs) Fuel... Fuel... Anyway, they could have at least had him be uh, connected. Yeah, but then number but, four was connected, and it was the worst idea ever. 
Was it? Number four was the parents had split up. The dad had married some rich woman. So now he was, the boy was, Kevin was living in a big posh mansion thing. And he hated his mother-in-law or whatever. Stepmom. Stepmom, there we go. Hated his stepmom. And I don't even remember the rest of the movie after that. Because I was so mad at the premise to begin with. Why on earth would you have them split up? This is dumb. This is dumb. I hated it. It's supposed to be the same characters. Of course, they're different people. Okay. Different actors. But it's clearly set up that this is the McAllister family. This is Kevin. And this is what has happened. I don't think I've ever watched it. Don't. Save yourself. But now I kind of want to. Just... To get offended no. by it. <laughs> There's one thing I know about you. You do like to be offended. <laughs> I don't remember what the fifth one is. Fifth one, uh, I don't think I've seen that one. Pretty sure it came straight to TV. I think it was a TV movie. Okay. The other th- three went to theaters. I know that. Because I saw it in theaters. Four went That's straight to That's the only video. reason that you like it. Because you saw it in theaters. Maybe. Four went right to video, and I think the fifth one was made for TV. I'm curious. But I don't know what the fifth one one was. Hmm. (sighs) Well, then. But yes, Home Alone 1 and 2, though. I do. A lot of people bag on 2, but I love 2. 2 is my favorite. Especially the hotel interactions. Yes. 2 is my favorite. I feel like. Tim Curry was great in that role, and Rob Schneider also. Yeah. And his little bits. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I've still got plenty of tip left over. Um, I feel like between one and two, Home Alone 2 is where it's at because he doesn't, and Harry says it, he doesn't have a house full of all of, toy, all of his toys that he can right. fight back with. He has to be... I can't think of the word. <laughs> Creative. Uh, it's yeah. Thursday and I'm tired. Yep. In, in, yes, have ingenuity. Thank you. Uh, ningenuity. Three Nin- ninjas. You remember, did you ever real? see the three ninjas? Yes. Yeah. Yep. I like those two. Tum Tum. Little kid who could eat anything. He was the youngest one, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Rocky, I think, was one of them. Rocky was the leader, the older. I don't remember what the middle one was. And then Everybody Tom forgets Tom. the middle child. Yep. Daedra was the middle child. Everybody forgets Daedra. You know, it's, the funniest thing about that is when she was growing up, she was all about fairness. She was labeled the fairness queen by the uh-huh. family. Everything had to be fair unless it was leaning in her favor. In which case, she's like, Oh, I didn't notice. <laughs> didn't notice it wasn't fair. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks to be you guys. That is very much canon. <laughs> like, Deidre and Canon are the same person, just different genders. Uh, I think that's why Deidre's always had a soft spot for Canon. <laughs> he bothers her. <laughs> but she tends to stick up for him. Yeah. So... Uh, that's one reason I don't want to have a third kid. Don't want to have a middle child. No middle child. Especially not little Johnny. He doesn't deserve to be a middle child. 
deserves to be the baby. The baby. Gets pampered. The baby. Gets it easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do okay. notice that we are. <laughs> it almost feels bad that we're harder on Eli. But of course we're supposed to be because he's older and he needs to be more responsible. And Johnny doesn't know what he's doing half the time. Yeah. But it feels off balance when I'm smiling at everything Johnny does and I'm crabbing out Eli at every other five minutes because he's doing something he's not supposed to. And I'm like, oh, well, he doesn't know. It'll even but, out. <laughs> I hope so. It'll even out. I promise. <clears throat> I don't know how we got to this, but hey, it's Throwback Thursday. We're going to be playing some more of the classic Christian hits from 95 to 2005. The greatest era Christian rock music. Uh, let's see. Stick around. We'll be back in a little while. We'll close out the show and the week here on the Back Row Morning Show. Stay with us. morning show as we close out the day and the week for us here uh we got your bible verse and your thought for the day bible verse for the day is deuteronomy eighteen fifteen. the lord your god will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you from your fellow israelites you must listen to him and our thought for the day comes from the now late president george hw bush hatred corrodes the container it's carried in Thank you for joining us this morning. We're here every Monday through Thursday starting at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific with an encore presentation at 10 a.m. Eastern and 7 a.m. Pacific. If you ever miss one of our shows, you can find all the chatty bits mashed together into a podcast for you over on BackRowRadio.com or most places you can find podcasts. Tune in tomorrow for You're My Friend and I Trust You with Donnie and Jordan as they kick off your weekend with Feel Good Friday, and we'll see you again on Monday. Also, tune in for Chatterday Morning this Saturday starting at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific, where you can hear amazing shows like Hear No Evil, the Free Play Podcast, and Not Another Baptist Podcast. You can find the schedule on BackRowRadio.com. And lastly, tonight is day two of our 12 nights of Christmas. Beginning last night and running through the 23rd from 5 p.m. through 1 a.m. Eastern, we're playing eight hours straight of our favorite Christmas music. And just like our normal lineup, we've got Christmas music from Christian artists of every genre from 95 to now. Thank you to today's sponsor. Please don't side hug me. The best of Back Row Baptist. Pick it up for $10.99 on Amazon. Mo, what's the final word? You're going to eat crow, Matt. <laughs> sounded very ominous and weird. <laughs> Anybody who just tuned in now, like, what the heck is that about? Uh, that's gotta, it for today's show. Go back and listen to the chatty bits and they'll figure it out. <laughs> if you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye.